0: This is Blue Collar Culture, where you don't need ping pong tables, a cereal bar, or nap pods to attract and retain real A players. Join us for the next hour, where we speak with down-to-earth leaders that understand what it takes to win with a Blue Collar Culture. Now, here are your hosts, Jeremy McLiver and Ryan England. Welcome to an episode of the Blue Collar Culture podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan England. I'm here with Jeremy today. Welcome back, everyone. So this is going to be a fun topic for us. We're actually going to sit down with a guru for generating leads in your business. In fact, he has some incredible success stories when it comes to generating leads, building marketing systems, getting people to think differently about the sales and marketing process. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I want to welcome Tom Poland with Leadsology to the podcast today. Welcome,
1: Tom. G'day, everyone. Great to be here. Rock and rolling here, Saturday morning in uh, Queensland, Australia. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and I'm above the ground, so it's going to be a good day. Awesome. And you're coming to us from the future right now because it's Friday here.
0: That, that's uh, true. I am a man ahead <laughs> of your time. <laughs> so what is one of the biggest myths that you want to debunk when it comes to sales and
1: marketing? Okay, so so let's let's kick off by just giving folks the distinction between sales and marketing. So marketing is where you generate an inquiry for your product or services. And sales is where you convert that prospect into a client. And one of the biggest myths is that you have to be really, really good at sales if you're going to get a new client on board. And my my take on that is that selling is what you have to do when your marketing sucks, so, if your marketing really sucks, and it's like name rank and serial number i'm a plumber i am a sparky i'm a you know we do air con here's the phone number, give us a call that then your sales skills had have to be pretty good because you haven't differentiated yourself or given anyone a compelling reason why they should pick you uh, out of the maybe twenty thousand other plumbers in New York or whatever so if you get your marketing happening and and we can talk about what that looks like of course but but the principle is if you get your marketing really really good. The inquiries are going to come in and people are going to want to work with you even if you're at a premium price. The right people want to work with you at a premium price. So one of the biggest myths is you have to be good at selling. I'll give you a bonus myth, which is that generating quality leads is going to cost you a lot of money. And a lot of people, a a a lot of your folks will have had the experience of, running an advertising campaign, the salesperson said, you know, we think you're going to do real well here and it's only going to cost you a couple of grand and we'll give you this bonus month and we'll give you this, they'll give you that, I'll give you that. So you 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 take the money and you pay it to the, the advertising people and they run the ads and, you know, what you hear is crickets. And and the most common response that I hear from people who run advertising campaigns was, you know what, we broke even. So, you know, I guess it's okay. But it really wasn't worth doing it because we didn't get ahead. Uh, another response I hear quite a lot is I should have just taken that two grand I was going to pay on advertising, taken half of it, flushed it down the toilet and kept the other half. I would have been better off. (laughs) So the myth number one is you better be real good at sales skills. go to sales training, learn how the alternative choice closes. And by the way, I have, for my sins, uh, 30 years ago, I, I created and produced and licensed sales training programs. So I know about selling. Hell, as as is a 21 year old, I cut my teeth on selling life insurance, where you woke up every Sunday a Monday morning unemployed, and you had to pick up the phone and call people who wanted to hear from you like as badly as they wanted to hear have a, have a hole in their tooth, you know. So, so I know about selling, but these days I've I've come to realize that if we get the marketing done well, it makes selling redundant. So, Tom, you just hit
2: us with not only one meth. But a bonus myth, and then you had to put icing on the cake with it. So you're telling us that you have a way of of building something that we're not paying a lot for quality leads, that we're getting these high quality leads, and that they're almost pre-sold, so we're not actually having to overcome objections. Is that what you're saying?
1: That's exactly what I'm saying. the The pre-selling, as you call it, or the overcoming objections is is all happened before you talk to someone. Mm. 20% of the, you know, it's the old 80-20 rule, isn't it? You know, 20% of the questions you're going to get or the objections you're going to have will cover 80% of the people who are making an inquiry. So it's it, it, it strategically, if we can drill down and we can drill down and have a look at this, what it looks like. But someone is looking for what you've got and you give them a sample. It doesn't matter if you're a plumber or a, a business consultant or, you know, whether, whether you're blue collar, white collar, pink collar or whatever the hell it is these days. You give them something It's a sample that adds value and differentiates you in the eye of that prospect. And between that something and them speaking with you, there's a filtering process which educates and motivates the prospect so that they know if that's someone that you want to work with in the nicest possible way. And you make sure that your pricing is explicit. As best you can, you send the signal as to which part of the price segmentation you're in. Are you are you deliberately trying to be the cheapest? Probably not a great idea, but maybe that's your strategy. Or are you premium priced and you only really want to deal with the people that appreciate quality services? So you make all of that explicit before someone ends up speaking with you. That's what sales trainers will tell you not to do. They'll tell you, get them on the call and then twist their arm and, you know, Ask them what plan B is and give them a bonus and a scarcity countdown timer, So they buy now and all that stuff. Good marketing means you don't have to do that stuff. And my experience, 99% of the population are not comfortable with twisting people's arms anyhow. So let's not even go there. So uh,
2: let's dive a little bit deeper into this and and how do we start or give us maybe the picture of, of creating that plan um. So like, and this you, we can do this right. in any type of companies, what you're telling me, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my specialty is, 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 you know, high ticket price business consultants, corporate trainers, et cetera. But I've had plenty of clients in the blue collar market over the years. So, but this, the model I'm we, we can talk about will apply to pretty much every single product or service on the planet from cleaning swimming pools right through to building the Eiffel Tower, whatever your service is. So let's, let's start by, by by step one, which is the marketing message, if wh- whatever is your, your, your pe- people are looking for services, people are looking for products. They go onto Google, they explore websites, they, they, they go to trade shows, they go to, comp- the, people are looking. And the beautiful thing about North America, I have clients all over the world and they say, where should I do my marketing into? And I say, you always start with North America. They say, why? So if you, let's say there's some, I mean, there's a new client of mine who's in Germany. Anya is her name. She said, well, you know, I, I offer these services. Where shall I start my market? I said, go to the United States of America. She said, why? I mean, Europe's a big place, right? I said, well, let me put it like this, sweetie. In the US of A, people wake up in the morning wondering where they can spend their money. In Europe, they wake up in the morning wondering where they can save their money. So I know where I want to do my marketing. It's <laughs> not in <Southern laughs> Europe. So, to people, that's that's you know that's that's I think it's a valid and slightly humorous comparison, but it it begs the point that people are looking for products and people are looking for services, and the economy goes round by someone spending money with a plumber and that plumber going and buying a uh, you know high def TV with that and then the TV guy and so on and that's how what makes the economy go around. We have recessions happen because people pass less money on to the next guy than or gal than than the first one and so on. So people are looking for you. Now, when they find you, because someone's referred them and they've gone to your website or they've just Google searched or you're doing SEO, or maybe you're doing paid ads, I don't know, but they're going to find you. At that point, they need to read or hear something that that does two things. Things: One, it positions you as being different from your competitors. And two, it motivates them to want to know more. And that one thing is is often... It's the marketing message. Some people call it a sales proposition, a USP, you might've heard of that, uh, elevator pitch, slogan. It's the thing that's on your business card. It's the thing that's top and center on, on your on your website. It's the thing that's not, it's, it's instead of the, your, your title uh, in LinkedIn or whatever you're using, trade magazines, whatever it is, it goes in place of your title. It becomes your marketing message. So So for me, It's enjoy a weekly flow of predictable and high quality new client inquiries. So that's my thing. So people, so I don't talk about being a marketer. That I drill down from what a marketer does, and I pick what I call it's a sub segment of that, and saying I'm all about generating inbound uh, weekly high quality new client inquiries. So that specificity. uh, Give you another example with the clean plumber in Sydney here in Australia who's. Absolutely knocking out of the ballpark. His message is, We'll arrive on time and we'll leave your premises spotlessly clean or you don't pay. Now, if you go to a Google search and you Google plumber Sydney, I don't know if this works as well in the States as it does here, but he will come up top of the pops. He's got a pay per click ad, but he also comes up on organic search. And all the others are saying, Hey, we'll beat everyone else's price or Hey, we're, we believe in customer service, or hey, we're passionate about your toilet. I don't know what it is. But it's, it's none of them are saying, we'll arrive on time, we'll leave your premises spotlessly clean, or you don't pay. He's the only one paying that. Does everyone want that? No. But the people that do want it are going to grab for his number, not everyone else's number. So that's the first thing, is you come up with a message that gets cut through uh, because it's different, but it's also desirable. And very often that message is going to speak to what your prospects really want or what they're sick of getting when they've been dealing with people in your particular trade or profession.
2: So what are some ways that we can, um, our listeners can go out and really just start thinking about what it is and start creating that?
1: What's some tips to create in a good one? The, to create a great message? Yes. Okay. So there's three things you want to have in a great message. One is it should contain a benefit, not a feature. So so, so a feature is, you know, we've got uh, big vans and, uh, you know, we, we're, we're, whatever it happens to be, I don't know. It, it's something that's generally physical and could be, but but a benefit is something, you know, we're going to leave your premises spotlessly clean, or we'll arrive on time. There's an implicit benefit. In that, and then, you're not going to waste my time. And I to be sitting at home waiting for you to arrive or in the office waiting for you to arrive and you haven't arrived, so so it should it should be benefit rich. Number two, it should contain specifics, and this is where you get the cut through. Often you get the cut through with specifics. So, uh, in 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 the example I just gave you, you know we've got leaving your premises clean, and arriving on time. It's very very specific, and it should be differentiated. So you can differentiate through specifics, but you can also differentiate by saying or oh, you don't pay. But you've got to have something. The other three characteristics you should look for specific, arrive on time, uh, sorry, specific, (laughs) benefit rich, and differentiated. I'll give you an example of um, an FTPOS technician installed software and service software in fast food outlets. So they call quick service restaurants and the the trade QSRs, places like McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, and so on. So he used to have on his website and his business card, you know, we install and service point of sale software. Boring. And guess what? You know, every other point-of-sale software and installer and service was saying the same thing, that's what we do, right? So, so that's a feature. So we changed that and we said, well, let's come up with something that's benefit-rich, contains specifics, uh, and is differentiated. It's not the same as what everyone else is saying. So what we came up with is we, we can increase your sales and profits by 25% or more within 90 days, guaranteed. So if you're looking for point-of-sale software and you see a whole lot of service providers that are offering point of sale software, and one of them says, "Sure, we do that, but more importantly, we increase your sales and profits by twenty five percent within ninety days, guaranteed." Who are you going to call?
2: One's going to make me some money,
1: <laughs> right? And the one that, and and also, you know, Coco Chanel, the great fashion designer, said, "In order to be indispensable, one must be different." You, you could also say, in order to get noticed, you have to be different. There's a book out there that sold basically um, like a million copies. I don't know if it's up to that yet, but it's going to get there if it's not already. And it's about sticking to what you believe in. That's essentially what the book is about. So the author could have written "Stick to what you believe in," but instead he wrote "The Subtle Art of Not Giving up F-U-C-K. <laughs> that got people's attention, right? If you so so the book cover, what well, metaphorically speaking, in 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 the business of a listener is what are people seeing before they open your service? What are people seeing? Because when, when people deal with you, you know, I'm talking to the audience members now, they're probably getting a great quality experience, right? They're probably, you're probably turning up on time. You're probably leaving the place clean. You're probably doing a terrific job. You've probably got a guarantee. So once you're in contact with them physically, you're probably fine. They probably will book you back. The trick is how do you get noticed in the first place? How do you get in front of people? And that's metaphorically speaking, all about changing the book cover. All about changing that 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 moment of truth, that first moment where they are looking for a service, looking for a product, and they see your stuff, whether it's a website, whether it's an ad, whatever it happens to be, and, and it gets cut through because it's the hearing or they're seeing what they wanted to hear or see, even if they weren't consciously aware of that.
0: Hmm. You know, Tom, I've I've heard some of the examples you gave, and I know you that um you've got a pretty remarkable one yourself. Uh, You've mentioned guarantee in a couple of these examples here, and Mm -hmm. uh, you gave some great uh, lead-ins and talked about benefits, the specifics, the differentiator, but almost all your examples include that idea of a guarantee. Can We talk about that for a second.
1: Yeah, great idea. It's an important one, and a lot of people get nervous about offering a guarantee. Let me just go to to one, one step bigger than a guarantee. What what the guarantee is really all about? It's all about risk from from the point of view of the prospect or the or the or the uh, the inquirer. It's about mitigating, minimizing, or eliminating their risk. And they've had, I'll bet you dollars to donuts, they've had negative experiences with your particular professional service or trade in the past. And whether that's in their conscious mind, they're going, you know, the last person who was here left a mess and we, you know, we couldn't get hold of them and blah, 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 they turned up late, whatever it happens to be, The, the equipment broke down and, you know, they just wouldn't return our calls. Whatever the common experiences is that your marketplace have had with your competitors in the past if they are to the point where they experience frustrations and disappointments, then that can be something that you can guarantee you won't do. And a guarantee is useless without a, or we will, right? So, you know, or you get your money back, or you don't pay, or we'll have the invoice or whatever. So they have to see, a key principle here is they see you've got skin in the game, right? So it's like, you know, the, the difference between you know, the general charging into battle on the lead horse, you know, towards the enemy, soldiers all follow, right? Because they see, well, that guy thinks it's a good idea, maybe we should follow him. <laughs> Versus the general sitting safely 10 miles behind the front line saying, go get him, Tiger, you know, run into the machine guns. <laughs> Who are you going to follow? So the skin of the game principle is, is a is a really big principle, because what it does is it demonstrates to a prospect that you believe in what you do. So lots of different ways you can do a guarantee. But the important thing is, think about the principle. Your prospects, your audiences, your, uh, your, your, your marketplace have had negative experiences in the past with your colleagues. I mean, frankly, if they hadn't had those negative experiences, they probably wouldn't be looking for a new supplier. And what can you say, what can you offer that's going to eliminate their concerns about those past experiences straight off the bat? I mean, if you go and see you know, an accountant And you're waiting for 40 minutes and you've had that experience, or you leave three messages for that person to call you back. And if that's a common experience, then the CPA or the accountant comes and says, look, we guarantee to pick up the phone within 90 seconds of you calling us, or we guarantee if we're going to meet, you won't have to wait, ever wait more than three minutes or whatever, whatever that common experience is. With me, you know, marketers, Seth Godin wrote their book, All Marketers Are Liars. And I was horribly offended because I'm a big fan of Seth Godin. And he's like this marketing guru, and you know he wrote this book. All marketers are liars in the house. Seth, I'm a marketer. I'm not a liar. But the longer I've been in this industry, and I've you know been a, in my fourth decade now in, in sales and marketing, in particular, the more I realize that marketers, well, if they're not bullshit artists, they certainly hype things up a heck of a lot. So for me, a lot of my prospects have had that experience of paying money to bullshit artists and hype hype merchants who have said something like, "Hey." Look, I I can get you a flow of new clients. Trust me. Give me your money, and I'll show you how it all works. So that my 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 clients before they get to me have had that experience. They've handed over money, and nothing has happened. You know the the the, the swindler, the con artist, or the just the ineffective, inept marketer has taken their money and has not returned value. That's what my audience have experienced. So what do I do? I say, look, if we're going to work together, I don't want you to trust me. You go huh? What you, if we're going to work together, Tom, don't I have to trust you? I mean, isn't that the basis of any business relationship? And I said, well, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard any other marketer, before you found out about me, say to you, trust me, give me your money, and I'll... you can have my course, or I could teach you, I'll give you business coaching, or whatever, I'll show you how it all works. Have you ever heard that? I said, yeah, I've heard that. And did you pay the money? Yeah, I paid the money. And what happened? Did you, like, two months later, all you had to show for was an empty bank account balance? They go, yeah. And then I said, well, how many times have you done that? Like, five times? I said, yeah, probably. So I, th- so I said, okay, so let me get this right. Five times at least now, you've heard someone say, trust me, give me your money, and you've done that, and you've just lost your money. Is that that's correct? Yes. Okay. So let's stop doing that because it's not working. So instead, I'll trust you. Why don't we switch it up? Why don't we start working together? I'll give you access to all the intellectual property, all the courses, all the modules, all the templates, all everything, and I'll meet with you every single week to help you implement that marketing program and I'll give you my mobile phone number because the charlatans never do that. And I'll set up a 24 seven direct messaging. So, so you will know that I care about you implementing, but don't pay me any money. How would that be? And they go, Hmm. well, you know, why would you do that? I said, because you've had the experiences in the past of paying money to marketers and it's crashed and burned and you've, you know, you've been disappointed. So, so I want to, I want to demonstrate to you why my offer is different. I will give you the keys to test drive for 30 days, no money paid, no commitment. Anytime in the 30 days, cancel. No questions asked. Your wife said she didn't like the color. Fine, cancel. I don't mind. So all I've done there, and, and if you listen to this, folks, and you're thinking, yeah, but I'm not a marketer, I can't do that, get the principle first. The principle is we we are taking out of the prospect's mind all the the opportunity to repeat the negative experiences they've had in the past when they've dealt with your competitors. So we've got to create this point of difference right from the get-go. How do they know? How do people know they can trust me? Because they don't have to pay me any money. I'll give them access to all of my stuff. I'll meet with them every week. I'll give them my mobile phone number and I won't I won't charge them a cent. They can take 30 days to decide. That's how they know they can trust me. So how do your prospects know they can trust you? And that's where the guarantee comes in.
2: That's fantastic. And I love that guarantee. It's got so much um, bite to it, I guess. Skin in the game. Of, I've got yeah. skin in the game.
1: If, yeah, I'm, I'm, if this person's going to pay me some money, I got to deliver value. And they absolutely. know I've got skin in the game. And that's where the guarantee comes in. Your prospects go, wow, this person really backs themselves to deliver on what they promise. I mean, how many I, websites do you see, for example, as, you know, we're passionate about or customer service is number one to us, or our products are the best quality. Well, maybe they are, maybe they're not, but I'm not going to believe you until you put some skin in the game via some sort of guarantee. I love that. So, and I always tell my clients, um,
2: a guarantee is not a warranty. A Warranty is what you do when you mess up. A guarantee is a sales tool that takes that but right off the table. Like, oh, I was going to move, but what is yeah.
1: that? So, my wife can tells you, me to get my butt off the table sometimes. Is that the, that's, that's different though, right? Yeah, that's a different guarantee. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so give our listeners maybe a nugget or two on how do they craft that guarantee and then um, right. and make sure that it's going to be yeah. the
1: right punchy yeah. thing for yeah. them. Okay. So, so- – I mean, you you can put the guarantee into the message, you know, to the marketing message, and we'll give folks a resource to help them with this even more later on. But so what you're looking for is you're looking for uh, two things, really, a source material for your guarantee and your marketing message for that matter. And the first one is frequently asked questions. So what are the questions that your prospects or clients often ask you on a regular basis? And the second one are the frequently expressed frustrations. So by frequently asked questions, you know, a question might be, do you have a guarantee? The question might be is how long are the products that you're installing uh, under, under guarantee for? Uh, the question might be, you know, does it come with a cold airflow? Does the question might, I don't know what it happens. To, does it come with a price? What are the questions you get asked week in and week out? Because that's the marketplace saying to you, I need this information before I make a decision. Second thing you look for is the frequently expressed frustrations. Yeah, the last three guys just didn't arrive on time, or the last three gals didn't do this, or the last, whatever. So whatever you're hearing from the marketplace, and you've heard this like, it's been like a broken record in your ear for the last 20 years, these people just keep expressing the same frustrations. So frequently asked questions and frequently expressed frustrations are great source material for your guarantee and or for your marketing message. That's great.
2: I know I've worked with uh, a couple of clients that have, they've dove into that, those frustrations and they they find something like, oh, this is where it's at. But then they come up with some different ways that they could guarantee that off the table. And they get a little nervous because, you know, like yours, hey, you're working for a month before they are paying you. You know, I have something similar. Uh, guaranteed Traction is uh, you know, the name of my organization. And I hmm. work with them all day long. And at the end of the day, if they got value, they pay me. If they don't, if they didn't, they don't. And yep, I've, had, I've, had people, I've had people say, well, what constitutes that they got value? I'm like, Tom, that's up to you. I that's have their zero, opinion. It's their opinion. I have zero data. I can't pull out a spreadsheet and say, no, I did. If you feel like you got value, you pay me. If you don't, you don't. So help us figure out how, when we find that punchy thing, how do we test it in the market to see if it's going to help out
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. versus just blast yeah. it?
1: So what you do is you come up with three variations of that marketing message, and that could well incorporate the guarantee. But like the point of sale software guy I did, that I worked with, so you come up with three different variations, and each of them have something in it. In each of those marketing messages, that's very very different. So it could be something about arriving on time. It could be something about uh, you know seven year guarantee. If everyone else is saying their products are guaranteed for three years and so on. So you come up with three from the frequently expressed frustrations and the frequently asked questions, come with three variations, three draft marketing messages, if you like. And then you go to 10 past clients who just love what you've done. And you ask each of those 10 clients, you say, look, I'm undertaking this marketing exercise. May I ask you this question, please? And this is the question that folks should take a note of. Which one of the following three statements would most motivate you to want to know more about our services. And you need a minimum of six responses. You get six votes back, provided you've done a good job of creating three quite different statements. The votes will be polarized. You'll get the majority voting on one statement versus the other. Um, So six responses is the minimum that you need. And that's why I say go to 10 people because some people will kind of forget about it. So you, you prepare these statements, put them in an email, Call these high-quality prospects who love your work in advance and say, hey, would you be okay if I sent you an email? I've got three marketing statements. I'd love your opinion on them. And they go, yes, send it through. Then you send the email, and the email says, What well, you're doing a marketing exercise, preparing some marketing messages. Which one of the following three statements are the most motivated by you? You don't know more. Number one, number two, and number three. And you count the votes up, and the one that gets the most votes is your winner, and that's what you put on the top of your website on whatever trade uh, magazine association, online forum, message board, instead of your title, you know, managing director or founder or whatever, chief, whatever, you put that statement. That statement you sprinkle around your physical uh, universe and your digital universe like confetti at a freaking wedding. That's what people are going to see because that's the thing that you market tested and has proven is the most popular in regard to getting cut through and motivating people to want to know more.
2: That's pure gold there. I love that. Just changing your job title, who cares about that and putting your slogan, your, your marketing message right there. Tom, this is, uh, I love your ability to bring marketing so specific and articulate it so clear with such tangible results. I know you have a lot more. I believe you have even a challenge for our listeners today.
1: One of the most popular things I did is called the five hour challenge. And you can find it at fivehourchallenge.com. So what it is, it's over five days, we will send if you, you subscribe, but you know, by email, we'll send you every day we'll send you a link to a 10 minute video where I give you an exercise. And first of all, I give you the principle, then I give you the exercise. And then you you watch the 10 minute video. Complete that exercise, which will, should take you less than 50, five, zero minutes. So that's one hour, right, for the first day. Then day number two, another 10-minute video, and so on for the five days. So over the five days, you're going to be watching five 10-minute videos, and you're going to be spending a total of one hour a day over the five days, hence five-hour challenge. And that exercise will show you how to put together your three draft marketing messages. And it'll show you how to test it in the marketplace, and it'll get you some referrals.
2: I was, I was uh, just amazed at that. So not only will I, in this five-hour challenge, get a clear message. You said it will get me some referrals.
1: You should you should be able to get five quality referrals and at least one new paid client from that exercise. And you'll have a marketing message that's been market tested and that will help you get cut through and motivate your right people to want to know more for the rest of your life. Wow! And how much does this cost? It's a really good price. Nothing. It's free. You just <laughs> give this away wow Yeah, it's it look it's it's folks guys it's another good example of putting something out there in the marketplace that people can dip kind of experience my brand before they even consider paying me any money and you know that so so it's and i think of the start of this conversation you know if you can be give people a checklist if you can give them a, a mind map if you can give them um a list of things to look for not you know if you're a plumber not you know, how to select a good palmer, because obviously you're pointing it towards yourself, but, you know, how, uh, you know, the top 10 things you need to look for in a new shower or a new toilet or a new kitchen or whatever, um, that, that, that's something that's free that you can offer on your website. People can download it in exchange for their email address. It's going to give them some value whether they buy from you or not. And they stay on your subscriber list. And once a month you send them some great quality content, another idea, maybe an interview, maybe an article, whatever. And you keep, your brand and their brain until they're sick of dealing with all the dickheads in your industry and they remember who you are and they come back and give you a call.
2: So to our audience out there, I don't know why you wouldn't go take the five hour challenge. It sounds absolutely amazing. I'm looking forward to it. So in five hours, you can have a more clear marketing message and some leads and learn more about what Tom's doing. Tom, thank you so much for being our guest We've enjoyed this so much and uh,
1: so excited to share it. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Thanks, Tom.
0: The Blue Collar Culture Podcast is sponsored by bluecollarculture.com. We help entrepreneurs create a healthy culture and build a self-managing business. To learn more, go to bluecollarculture.com.